Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Gist. I am your host, Chris Petrano, here to break down all the things happening in pop culture this week. And so glad you're back with me because this week we've got a lot to discuss. Before we do, quick note, I did come down with a bit of a head cold off of the excitement of last week and the official announcement of the podcast. Um, Don't worry, I don't have COVID, so uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. I will be fine. But if you hear a little congestion uh, in my voice, uh, that's what's going on. But but we're going to get right to it because, like I said, so much going on. First of all, Oscar nominations announced this week. A couple of surprises. Tom Cruise, not up for Best Actor. Uh, Of course, his role uh, in Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun, uh, the film itself was nominated for Best Film. People thought he would definitely be a shoe-in for Best Actor, uh, but he was not. Another snub coming out of the Oscar nominations, Taylor Swift. And guys, if you're not a Swift fan and you don't disagree with the Academy on this decision, I'd steer clear of Twitter because... Swifties are going wild. Uh, Her film or her short film for All Too Well, the 13 minute version of her song uh, that she released had tons of buzz. People thought this was Taylor's opportunity to get well on her way to the EGOT. um, And we thought she was going to deliver an Oscar worthy performance um, of this, you know, of this song that people just have a cult following for. And unfortunately, she did not get the nomination when the uh, when they were announced this week. So, um, like I said, steer clear of the Swifties this week. They're going through it. Um, also surprising, uh, I was really surprised by Anna de Armas getting a Best Actress nomination. Okay, guys, if you have not seen the film Blonde, where Anna, of course, plays Marilyn Monroe, but the whole thing is just so confusing. First of all, I'm a huge Marilyn Monroe fan. I definitely am fascinated by anything to do with her life. So I couldn't wait to see the film, only to find out that the film is, while it's inspired by Marilyn's story, none of it is actually really factual. And they take a lot, and I'm saying a lot of liberties to make the film really dark. So the film itself was not something that I ever am recommending to anyone. But Anna herself, No, no, she could not pull it off. She couldn't lose her accent. And so while she's a beautiful woman and a very talented actress, she's no Marilyn Monroe. So I don't know what the Academy was thinking here. Um, What are your guys' thoughts on the Oscar nomination? Sound off in the comments because I am very curious. And of course, we will be covering the show when it airs. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting again, so we will be there to tune in. Um, Okay, a couple of other quick hits happening in entertainment. Gossip Girl, uh, the reboot, of course, I'm I'm talking about the HBO Max version that was rebooted in 2021, has been canceled at HBO Max after two seasons. So our hearts are going out to Kristen Bell, who is our, who will forever be our Gigi. Um, But yeah, Gossip Girl has been canceled. It was a bit of a surprise, but also HBO Max has been on kind of a firing uh, firing spree with their shows. They've been uh, doing a lot of cancellations, mostly in the younger demographic. So I guess Gossip Girl falls into that, even though this version on HBO Max is definitely more sexy and adult than the original back in 2007. 
that aired on the CW um, with, of course, Blake Lively and Leighton Meester and Gigi himself, Penn Badgley. Um, but yeah, the the new one, R.I.P. Uh, also this week, the Scream 6 trailer was released. Of course, the film comes out March 10th. Nev Campbell is not back. Jenna Ortega is in the film, uh, of course, with some of our other favorite Scream characters. Courtney Cox um, will be returning as Gail Weathers. And I am a huge Scream fan. It was one of these like films or film franchises that I got into when I was growing up. And I love them. So I'm going to definitely see it. We'll definitely be talking about it. We might do a bit of a deep dive on uh, Thrasher. Uh, thrasher slasher films um on the on the podcast in an upcoming episode because i think that you know there's so much that these films have given to pop culture and pop culture moments and so um excited to talk about that in other movie news the madonna biopic which i was interested because we had some big names attached to it julia garner was of course um cast to be madonna um and Diablo Cody was tapped to be writing the film. Madonna herself was going to be directing, which was a bit of a uneasy decision. Uh, I was nervous about how that was going to play out. But I, I do want to see a Madonna biopic. So I was excited about it. I couldn't wait to hear more and start seeing, you know, photos from the set. Um, but the film was scrapped. Uh, Madge announced this week that she's focused on her upcoming tour. Of course, I'm talking about the Celebration Tour um, and that she just doesn't have time, but that she is dedicated to uh, telling her story of her life in a film in the future. So something tells me that there was more that happened behind the scenes there, but we will not get to see Julia Garner playing Madonna uh, what else? Kelly Clarkson, uh, she is promising that her new album is coming after, you know, a kind of a start stop. She announced uh, an album and then a Vegas residency and then COVID hit and everything kind of went dark um, from her music uh, career. Obviously, she's still thriving um, in everything else that she's doing, especially in those Wayfair ads. Get it, girl. And uh, I... I can't wait for more Kelly music. She obviously also went through and announced her divorce during the time. So I feel like this is going to be a darker album. Um, she has said that, you know, some of the songs she felt like nervous to release because of the content of them and, and how painful and personal they actually are. So, but she did, she did take to her socials, which she doesn't do often, to announce that and promise her fans that the music and the album was coming this year. So I can't wait. And um, if you know me, you know that I'm a huge Kelly Clarkson stan. So we will be doing a full Kelly Clarkson episode coming up in one of our Deep Dive Diva episodes. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll probably do that around the time of her album. And then um, also... This week, uh, or this last weekend, Aubrey Plaza and Sam Smith were on SNL. I'm just putting this as a note. Aubrey Plaza can do no wrong. She is like my new queen. I love everything that she's doing. I'm going and watching like all of her old interview clips. She's wacky. She's wild. Um, she has like such a cool story too. She used to be a page at NBC. She worked on the set of SNL uh, before she was an actress. And so it was a real... 
a cool thing to see her live her dream on that stage, hosting the show after her history there. And then Sam Smith, of course, delivered Unholy uh, with a, I guess, surprise uh, performance or surprise appearance from Kim Petras, who popped out under Sam's uh, skirt for her verse. Um, And uh, Sharon Stone made a random cameo in uh, his second performance. So uh, if you haven't checked out the episode, it might be worth uh, a watch. And then also uh, an announced this week, Panic at the Disco is calling it quits. So of course, I think people are a little confused about this <laughs> announcement because some people are saying that Panic at the Disco has broken up. Panic at the Disco is really only one person. <laughs> Brendan Yuri is the only uh, remaining member of the band um, or of the project, I should say. Uh, but he announced that um, he's calling it quits with Panic at the Disco to focus on becoming a father. And I imagine that he'll probably just go solo. I I know that there's been a lot of confusion as the original members of Panic at the Disco had left and departed the band before. And it now being just Brendan, I think there's been a lot of unsure where to put him as an artist when it comes time for award ceremonies and things like that, because he ultimately is a solo artist. I think focusing on a father or focusing as a father is the right thing to do. And we wish him well. Um, All right. What else? We are, I guess, you know, I'm not going to go through a lot. I'm not going to go through all of the Real Housewives. We didn't have a Salt Lake City um, episode in the last week. We did have Miami, but I, I felt like, I mean, Miami's always delivering. So there's never really filler episode, but not a ton to unpack there. Um, the Potomac episode, though, was was pretty wild. A lot of accusations coming to light, things we've been talking about for years. Um, Juan Dixon, of course, Robin's husband, accused of having an affair with a Karen lookalike. Did you, I mean, if you haven't seen the drawing, it's incredible. <laughs> the, the sketch artist of uh, what the, Juan Dixon's accused girlfriend might look like. Um, but, you know, this came, this came out after a lot of other uh, news was happening around Juan Dixon and some scandals that are happening in his employment. Um, but, you know, I didn't find it uh, that surprising that as the episode aired, Juan and Robin also announced that they secretly got married. Um, and so it's, it seems a little suspect. We've been talking for two seasons about this engagement and about them getting married. And by the way, this is them getting married for the second time. Um, so it's, it's been a little bit interesting to see it all kind of play out, but you know, one, it was, uh, accused of having an affair. And then immediately following the episode, they made this big announcement that they were married. So congrats to them. Also, um, in retaliation of Karen making that accusation. Of course, now Robin is showing her receipts about Karen's blue-eyed boyfriend who she's having an affair with. Uh, She showed the cast a photo of what appears to be Karen. I guess it was just of a woman's back, but it appears to look like her ass. I don't know. And um, she was with a man in a Redskins outfit, And it's apparently this person that for the last few seasons, people have rumored that, uh, that Karen has this blue eyed boyfriend. And so they're, they're saying that that's who that is and that that was proof. Um, I don't know what's happening with these ladies and the relationships in Potomac, but man, it, 
it's wild and it also makes sense as to why they're all constantly fighting because they're all in really toxic relationships it seems so um i mean it makes for great tv but i hope that they uh you know figure out some of their personal stuff and then also this week the reunion was filmed uh i think the biggest news is that candace was not sitting next to andy and that's a crime i mean we should do a whole deep dive criminal investigation into why Candace was not sitting next to Andy. She is the queen of that show. She is the one that is delivering beyond delivering. And of course, I mean, we get that there is like a hierarchy and Karen and Giselle are seated firmly at the top of that hierarchy, but Candace is coming for that crown. And at one of one of the days, this needs to be her moment to sit next to Andy. So uh, Twitter was ablaze about that as well. Uh, What else? So I did a poll online to see if I should watch Traders because I'm not a big gamer. I don't watch Survivor or Big Brother or any of those shows. Um, But of course, Brandi Glanville and Kate Chastain and Reza, there was some, you know, Bravo characters that were uh, popping up on this show. And so I was a little interested to see what what it was and i i i've never run a poll where it was a landslide this was a hundred percent of people that took the poll said that i should watch it and now i understand why i raced through that show in like two days over the weekend it was so good i can't believe if you're not watching it you should because it is so interesting the premise of it is you know, it's this kind of like clue-like whodunit, murder mystery, and everybody's like deceiving each other. And it's so it's so entertaining because it's something so unique and different. And like I said, I don't watch Big Brother and I don't watch uh, Survivor. And I know that some of that same kind of like concept plays out, but the way in which this, the way in which this came to be was really great. I cannot stand Rachel from Big Brother. She was definitely not on my radar and I I, I don't want to see any more of her on TV. Um, but, you know, since this is a fairly new show and the entire series is available on Peacock, I won't spoil too much of it um, because I do think that you guys should go watch it. But I will say Brandy Glanville and Kate Chastain are incredible television. Uh, Kate revealed uh, that there was a spinoff in the works for the two of them uh, before she announced her pregnancy. So I'm really hoping that that happens because they need to be on television together. And Kate Justine in general is my, is also my queen. I feel like I've said that there's a lot of Queens. Kelly Clarkson's my queen. Madonna's my queen. Candace is my queen, but Kate Justine is a queen and she needs to be on TV more. So we've got to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super happy that I watched that. I think one of the biggest takeaways that I had from that show that will not be a spoiler uh, is that none of these people can spell. I don't know if you guys, for those of you that have watched it, whenever they're doing the banishing uh, around the round table, they're all spelling each other's names in the like craziest ways. It's like the name is Rachel and you've got like four Zs in it. It's like, it's... It's like, I've never seen Kyle spelled with an X. Like, it's the weirdest thing. None of them know how to spell each other's names. And they have to turn their card and show the person whose name it is that they voted for them. And by the way, they don't know how to spell their name. It's 
So wild. So if you're not watching traders or if you haven't watched traders, definitely get on that. And then last, I think before we, you know, part where um, uh, I watched the premiere of Real Friends of WeHo this week and WeHo, No You Didn't should have been the title because no, 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 no. Guys, this overall, the whole thing was just a watered down version of a wannabe housewives show for gay men, which I guess ultimately is what they sold us that it was going to be. But this is like, it just went all wrong. It was, I don't, I don't even know because Brad Goreski, like, I'm glad that he's back. I'm a big fan of Brad. I think that he's a good casting choice for a quality show that could have actually been kind of this like cool gay version or, or male version of Housewives. But like they, they, none of the stuff around him makes any sense. And this knee-high socks and lipstick look that he's rocking in the confessionals, it's too much. He's a stylist and they made him look like a clown. And quite frankly, he doesn't like he doesn't fit in with the rest of this group and he isn't friends with these people. And that's ultimately, I think, what happened here is that none of these people have a genuine connection. The drama feels really forced. And then they've added this element where they like talk about how they're like on a show and you see cameras like at a party you're like seeing the cameras all around them and so they're like trying to break the fourth wall but they're doing it in a way that's just like proving that it's really artificial so i don't know it's it's really strange todrick hall is on the show all he's trying to do is clean up his image after being canceled uh, I mean, Brad has clearly like been brought in to bring Todrick back. Uh, it's it's a bit strange, guys. It's just it doesn't play. It's like I don't see these two people really kikiing and having a great time. Uh, they don't feel they just feel on different levels. Brad Brad is certainly too mature for a Todrick Hall, and I don't know that that played out really weird. Then Curtis Hamilton is another one of the characters. Um, Curtis has been in a, a lot of, uh, he's been in a lot of roles, but most famously an insecure with Issa Rae, who is in the first scene with him. And then we find out that he's like not even out. So this was his way of coming out, but you know, he's wearing like a blazer with no shirt on under it. And it's like, they've really gayed him up. And it's like, well, if you want us to believe that you've been playing a straight guy, like you got to look that part maybe before, or maybe we need to see you actually coming out. Maybe that's more interesting, but even like, you know, he has this conversation with Issa Rae where he's telling her like, Oh girl, I know that when I told you I was doing this show that you were like, why are you doing a show like this? And it's like, he's already talking about how he's above the show, which is problematic. Like if you don't want to be on the show, then don't be on the show. Then we go to James, and this is Jonathan Bennett's husband. Jonathan Bennett, of course, is from Mean Girls. Uh, he's the love interest of both Regina and Lindsay Lohan, um, Caddy Heron. Sorry, I said Regina, but Rachel McAdams and Lindsay Lohan's characters. Um, so he's, you know, a staple. People love him, and he came out, and so now he's kind of someone that the gays have uh, claimed as their own with this huge cult following of, of Mean Girls. But James just kept talking about how, like, 
this is what it's like to be Jonathan Bennett's husband. And as Jonathan Bennett's husband, I'm doing this and I do that. And I'm like, does he do anything else? Cause I didn't catch it. Like, I think that he's just clearly riding the coattails of his husband and his scene was all of his scenes have just been about his husband and how he, his role revolves around him. And it's just very, very strange. And then you go to Dorian, Dorian Renaud, uh, who is like the business and brains of the show. Like he has a successful business, but I didn't really understand why he seems very unhappy to be there. First of all, he's like got instant stink face. The whole thing at the end of the first episode is that he is talking about how he has social anxiety and he doesn't feel like he gets along with anyone in the cast. And since COVID, he doesn't know how to talk to people. But then, so so maybe that's part of what we're seeing, but he also just comes across as like, I don't want to be here because I'm too, he talks about the paparazzi following him and that he needs bodyguards wherever he goes because he's a successful CEO. And it's like, okay, then you also probably shouldn't have been on this show if you are this above it. And so again, doesn't play. And then the last one is Joey, who is, I guess, an influencer. I have never heard of him, but man, the guy has the whitest teeth I've ever seen. Uh, And he's, he mentioned at the beginning when he's first introduced that he's a playboy and that he's Joey the playboy, Joey that goes on a lot of dates, Joey with the big dick, Joey this, Joey that. And then his whole uh, storyline is that he met the love of his life and that he's engaged and that then they're like having an engagement party and talking about getting married. And I'm like, so not a playboy anymore. You're not that Joey. I I don't know who you are. And again, okay. So guys, I've, I've run through the entire cast and if you couldn't tell, no. No, no, no. I'm not recommending the watch. I might watch it another episode just to see if we get legs. But I also found out the it only has like six episodes. So it's like, I don't know where we're going to go. This all just feels way too made up and there's nothing authentic or real about it. So it definitely should not have been called Real Friends of WeHo because there's nothing real. These are not friends. So WeHo, no, you didn't. Okay. And that's that. And so guys, that's the gist on what's happening this week. Like I said, a short episode, I'm going to go nurse my head cold that I have right now and hopefully come back stronger than ever next week. Um, but don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Gist. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CM Vetrano. I also just joined TikTok, so find me there. Um, and of course, tune in next week when we're going to break down even more that's happening in pop culture. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and I'm Chris Vetrano. Have a great week. 